A note. Following advice from work-life imbalance may lead to action being taken by HR, your SOs, or authorities both higher and human. Welcome to Work-Life Imbalance, an advice show focusing on workplace and lifestyle issues. Any resemblance to actual advice, living or dead, or actual wisdom, is purely coincidental. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Eastman. And I am your other host, Derek Lewis. So this is our first episode, and of course nobody knows who we are, so I figured I might ask a couple questions. Okay, fire away, Frank. All right, so what uh, what is your work background like? I've been a software developer for about 10 years. I am not super interesting. Um, All right. Worked at a textiles plant, then I worked at a... wasn't a startup, but it kind of felt like a startup. Uh, then I worked at a university for five years. Um, then I worked at my current employer for a couple of years doing library stuff. Um, cool company. Um, well, how about yourself, Frank? Uh, what is your line of work? So, uh, my line of work, uh, instead of software development, I am a project manager or, or what we call a scrum master now that we're in agile. Uh, I actually like the term scrum master, uh, just cause it's got master <laughs> in there. Makes me sound a lot more important than I actually am. Anything that raises you far above your station is good. Exactly. Far, far above my station because I am, in fact, a glorified babysitter. Uh, <laughs> I, I herd cats. I make sure that software developers are, are doing the things uh, that they need to be doing and also that they are uh, they have no you know impediments to their being able to do them. Uh, from a historical standpoint, I've been doing this for 12 years now in various formats. I originally worked uh, in advertising for about 10 years. So it's only been uh, relatively recently that I have moved from software and advertising to software and something that isn't advertising. And it's sort of like going from, I don't know, a tank filled with piranha to just (laughs) like those beautiful uh, sort of delicate... Uh, tropical fish tanks and it has taken a a small amount of time to get used to it because they keep you know freaking (laughs) out and waiting for the other shoe to drop (laughs) frank are you saying that i'm a tropical fish (laughs) you you are a delicate tropical fish i mean i'll take that compliment that's fine uh so what management experience if any do you have yeah uh when i was at the university um you know started as a software developer and uh, we were only a couple of guys in the office, though so there weren't a, there weren't a ton of us. But uh, we really started to expand as some of our contracts grew. So I was kind of put uh, in charge of several of the projects. And um, as the years kind of wore on, um, it just you know my manager wanted to do, to do less and less work. Um, so he kept being like, "Hey, Derek." Uh, I don't want to do this call every week anymore. Uh, do you want to handle it? I'm like, yeah, let's do that. That's, that's generally how we, uh, we get new stuff. So yeah, I, uh, ended up, uh, before I, I left the university, um, I ended up with, 
I think I had like 35 developers uh, that were working under me. Um, I'd like to say I was a project manager, but half the time I didn't even know uh, what all of them were doing because the the projects were so sporadic and spread out. Um, But by and large, um, it was fun uh, until they started to come come at me with actual problems. And then that's, that's just a bummer. That's just... It's like, oh, I need more money for my family. It's like, oh, oh, don't. I, yeah. I'm in the same boat as you are. I don't get paid hardly anything. What? How can I get you more money when I don't even have money? Exactly. It's like, how is that possible? Let me, let me, you know, walk up the mount and see what I can come back with, and and it is not much. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, every year uh, we would do raises. Um, and I remember the first year that I was put in charge of, uh, the evaluations that would, um, kind of turn into like the representative percentages for how much they were going to get raises. And so once I started looking at that, uh, I was like, Hmm, did, did Jeffrey really do like a four out of five? Uh, so like I, I did them all and then kind of looked back and I was like, Oh man, I, I was really, I was really, um, generous to everybody like i gave everybody really high scores so now nobody gets a good raise like it's oh. like when everybody gets a good raise or when everybody gets the same score nobody gets a good raise um and if i was everyone's like, super no one is exactly so when you know you know jeff would be like oh yeah jeff didn't really do much he's a he did okay like he's fine like you know i, I don't want to I don't want to take money away from him, um, but I wouldn't wouldn't give him the, like super big jump that like somebody who stayed till like ten o'clock every weekend trying to do like these huge deployments and was under a bunch of stress and like really was a rock star. Like you want to have those those differentiators, um, but like sometimes it was really hard. And uh, there are a couple moments where being the boss were uh, were pretty shitty, but it was it was pretty cool to be. Um, you know, to to be helping a lot of people, you know, get their starts in in software and things like that. It was it was pretty cool, but uh, yeah, by the end, I was like, yeah, I'm my heart's just going to explode from all this stress if I don't leave. So, so I quit and became a developer again. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, no, I mean that that makes sense, and uh, that's that's definitely a track that a lot of people take. I mean, from a from a management perspective, I mean, I've always been you know like a project manager, but I ended up having a, a decent number of direct reports for a while, and then for a while, I was actually a branch manager. We had opened up <laughs> like at a bank. It's like okay, not not a, no, advertising, yeah, no. and all of a sudden they give you a bank, all not right, a bank. <laughs> no, we had opened up a satellite office. Uh, a couple, mm. you know, like a state over and they, they were looking for somebody to manage the satellite office. And I was like, sure, I'll, I'll go into, you know, <laughs> more, more in the functional manager role. But yeah. the, uh, the satellite office didn't necessarily pan out. Um, did the, you actually move the, during that time? I did. I, I picked up house. I moved, I went out there to, to be the manager of this new office, um, and then the the what do we call it? The economic downturn uh, turned <laughs> down. Uh huh. And uh, and you know work started drying up for the the company as a whole. And it wasn't like it was a sudden thing though. So I I ended up becoming the Grim Reaper 
Like <laughs> we had this. You in- were you were given the task of slowly choking the life yes. out of every human at your office. Yes, that was that was it. That office, <laughs> I had to to take it out behind the shed and uh, and and put two in it. But uh, it was just a, a fairly slow process uh, and of just laying people off one after the other. And it got to the point where, like, if if I you know said, "Hey, can I talk to you uh, for a minute to somebody?" <laughs> they would just be like, "Oh." Oh no, man! Don't. It was the don't in- instantly the harbinger of doom. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> I was just sweeping through there like fucking Darth Vader. Like everybody's going, oh god, no, he's he's stopping at my office. Does, oh no, <laughs> yeah, I'm you can't. At that point, once you become the Grim Reaper, you can't just walk by and have like a conversation about the new Star Wars movie. Like, like you come by and you just poke your head in. All of a sudden, like these, it's this like death knell starts rolling in the back of their head. So. Exactly. Kind of, kind of messes up the work dynamic a little bit. Yeah, I, I didn't have a lot of friends uh, at that office fairly quickly. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, nobody wants to hang out with the guy that at, at any minute, you know, he's going to look you in the eyes and go, so it's not you, but. <laughs> but it is. <laughs> yeah. See, well, the, the thing is, is that, like, I hear what you're saying, but at the same time, I've always kind of uh, kind of thought that you were less about like acquiring friends and more about just acquiring like apostates like oh, just yeah. getting that that group of people that could you know that could uh you know i don't, I don't know be subservient in a cult uh provide some <laughs> sort of useful <laughs> some sort of use in that nature i, I don't i don't think I, I haven't successfully started my own cult yet but hey hey it's the new year what what better time to start your cult Exactly, like we've, the new year. we've done away with 2017, 2018 is here, <laughs> I guess some people have New Year's resolutions that are like, I want to work out more, um, or I want to lose weight, and mine's like, I want apostles. <laughs> I, want, I want disciples to carry my message to the end of the earth. And, exactly. Well, I mean, what's, what's, what's your message? It's like, mm, apathy. It, mostly. Uh, General malaise. <laughs> it's like I, I don't think I really set out too many uh, like true resolutions uh, for this New Year's, but uh, you know, just just kind of harping on what you said about uh, working out more and losing weight. Uh, I want to lose weight, but by God, if I work out any more than I do right now, I may just my muscles may just rip, and I may fall into a pile of sludge. I could um, I could see that because I know that you have uh, you have been attending the Iron Church with uh, with great regularity <laughs> here of recent. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been tough as a guy of of uh, very little physical prowess uh, and large stature. Uh, it's been tough, but uh, <laughs> but are you after, seeing the gains? After the year that yeah, I'm I'm seeing well, both yes and no. Uh, you know, I'm getting more muscle, but, uh, you know, this, this holiday season has been rough. Oh yeah. Um, I'm not losing muscle. We're still going to the gym, but, uh, <laughs> my toy workout shirts are getting a little toiter. <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe I need to cut back on the, uh, on the holiday knish. Um, but no, after, uh, after like the first eight months of the dumpster fire that was 2017, um, yeah, I, I, 
I think the working out has helped me like get out some of my frustration. <laughs> so it's like, it's like I don't have to hate the world. I can just hate my body for an hour at a time. There uh-huh. we go. <laughs> I haven't thought of that well. one. Internalizing exactly. through externalizing. <laughs> it's like self harm, but it's both harm and beneficial. I feel a lot when I'm at the gym. Uh, it's just normally like agony. <laughs> general wish for death um yeah yeah i mean that's that's what is pain is just uh just weakness leaving the body uh alternately <laughs> it's uh it's pain yeah it is it is purely pain uh i i feel weakness i feel weakness entering my body uh, during <laughs> those training sessions but uh no still still long road to hoe and you know 2018 i i'm going to not do less than I did last year. There we go. That's that's all I can hope for. We're going to have to engrave that on a stone. 2018, I'm not going to do less than I did last year. Right. <laughs> yep. I've been meaning to go to the gym and do more in the way of working out. Some free weight As stuff. As just going to the gym and... Uh, just observing the pain and, and feasting upon it. I mean, you're not wrong... I've I've been showing like I've been showing up and I'm like yeah today today's the day that I'm gonna do that thing where <laughs> I guess you lift heavy stuff I don't oh, fuck it I'm just gonna walk on the treadmill for a half hour. <laughs> well, the the thing is about the the lifting weights is that like like some weightlifting is kind of heavy like you know some pressing that's gonna be kind of heavy some. Uh, you know, some, some curling that might be le- kind of heavy, but like anything that says like a raise. Yeah. That if you're doing that with more than like 15 pounds, you're going to die. <laughs> like, cause my, my tiny little shoulder muscles, it's like, it's like doing these little raises. It's like 15 pounds, three or four times. And I just, my arms are going to fall off. So uh, yeah. I figure that, you know, if I if I'm gonna do anything, I should probably just, you know, go straight to that uh that strongman stuff. The <laughs> just, the Nordic just shit. Grab the caber. Yeah, and go just, to work. Just go to work that way. Like I'm not I'm not gonna go for the, the sculpting or the bodybuilding, you know. I wanna be built like someone who's named Magnus, son of Magnus. <laughs> and just like yeah, just he lifts he lifts buildings and and carries right. them you know he, he's a little dumpy around the middle sure but i'm not going <laughs> to tell him that <laughs> magnus son of magnus like that could not be more nordic if they oh tried. yeah yeah magnus von magnus and i think was one of the the <laughs> the champion you know world strongman uh guys he, and he must have been like at the top of his game for a while because like years ago back before i had cable <laughs> i mean i would go to my grandparents and watch the uh uh the strongman and like even i guess i was in like you know early 2000s like i remember seeing okay so it's one of two things it's either that guy's been in the game forever or they all have the exact same fucking names like <laughs> that is also a possibility <laughs> yeah i haven't kept up for a while uh, ever since uh what's his name uh the mountain from Game of Thrones has been kind of, <laughs> kind of running that shit start to finish for for a while. Uh, haven't kept up with it too much. Yeah, the the mountain, uh, the that guy, his first name is like Hathor. Yeah, <laughs> Hathor. Uh, well, if he's, if, if he's Hathor, 
Who's full Thor? Thor, of course, is full Thor. But I would I would you know, hate to see exactly what full Thor looks like because shit. Yeah, it's like two half Thors taped together. <laughs> <laughs> and that guy's like six foot nine, so that's like fourteen feet of uh, of Thor. Now here's here's the thing. I was thinking two Thors taped like back to back, but you went with the taped vertically. Yeah, no, exactly. Which... Two Thors, two Thors standing on one another in in a truly enormous uh, trench coat with a hat. <laughs> Thor adultman. Exactly. <laughs> yes, All I right. am regular man. See, like to me, like it didn't even it didn't even occur that you could tape them end to end. To get one especially long Thor, um, I'm not not saying that's useful. I'm just saying that it shows di- w- the way that different people think. <laughs> and so here here's an interesting one. All right. So how half Thor ended up getting into Strongman? Uh-huh. Magnus for Magnuson. Really? Yeah, met him at uh, at his gym, and uh, and <laughs> Magnus was like, and I would like to take him under my wing. <laughs> he saw the uh the, the diamond in the rough and was like, Yes, I should make him strong. <laughs> the diamond in the rough here being like a man literally the size of a goddamn mountain. <laughs> Alright, I think we've gone uh, on about uh big burly men quite enough. Yeah, we're gonna end up getting a, a reputation. Right. <laughs> this is the podcast where two grown adult men talk about other beefy men. Welcome back to Cubcast. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. oh. All right. So, in the uh, inaugural question, uh, I've got... All right. Uh, I've got an issue for you. Okay. And this is... Uh, uh, what food is appropriate to eat or heat in the office? In your opinion, mm, this this is one of those sort of perennial office issues. Uh, I I do know that not fish. Oh God! Yeah, that that was kind of my primary uh, primary culprit, I believe, is uh, is fish, and uh, you know I wouldn't even exclude all fish because I've had some fish that were not too bad, but like if you're considering like lutefisk. You can just you can just go right to hell. Yeah, no, I mean, there's some fish that is, is okay, but generally, if it's next day fish, like if it's leftovers, and I'm bringing it <laughs> bringing it to the office, and I'm putting it into the uh-huh. the shared microwave. Yeah, no, no, that's that is just not right. No, I I agree. Um, back when I, I worked at the university, uh, we had. Uh, a fairly large uh, office setting, or we had a couple of different offices. We we moved and kind of reconfigured a few times, but um, there were a couple of times where, like, you know, we'd have like three or four rooms that had twenty people under ten to twenty people, um, and uh, you know, in our room, like where all my all my folks were, we had a microwave, and you know, when every room had a microwave, it was not a big deal. Uh, but then, slowly but surely, everybody else's microwave started to break. And so, they started using our microwave. And, like, I was in meetings all the time, so I wasn't always, like, necessarily there for the fallout. But, like, 
Somebody would come in. <laughs> somebody would come in with a bowl of broccoli, oh. stick it in the microwave, and hit ten and walk oh, out. Oh God! <laughs> and so it just it like after minute three, it was like, oh my God! It was like the worst locker room. Oh. <laughs> like at like a I don't know like a. I mean, the locker room at, like, a Chipotle or something like that. <laughs> I mean, it was like, oh, my God. And, I mean, we had guys, uh, we, we had folks just just sitting there, and it took, and it, you could see it kind of, like, reach different parts of the room because, you know, like the people in the front, like, after two minutes, like, they were kind of like uh, like prairie dogs. Like, they just stick their stick their heads up, go, what the fuck is that? And <laughs> so then they realized the uh, uh, the microwave was on, and then you kind of see like the next row of cubes, and then the next row of cubes, and all of a sudden the guy in the corner stood up and was like, was like looking over the cubes, and it was like, okay, who's microwaving shit? <laughs> <laughs> who who has done this? I wouldn't say the worst part, but another one of the terrible parts about it uh, was the fact that the person came back and, you know, opened up the, the microwave, got their broccoli, and started to walk out. And I'm like, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. It's like, you you just walked in and microwave broccoli for an inordinate amount of time, and you don't even have a sorry to say? <laughs> like, was, I was like, I wanted, I wanted an apology. <laughs> I wanted contrition. You don't even have the decency to look ashamed. Right, right. Didn't even have the decency... To, to be appalled at his actions. Uh, but no. So we uh, we put up a rule that, you know, there were a, a certain certain things that could not be microwaved. Uh, broccoli was like in 25 point or 24 point font, underlined, bolded. Like that was... Classic passive aggressive office, uh, office note. It wasn't even passive aggressive. Just if somebody walked in with broccoli, I told them to get out. It was out. just aggressive, aggressive <laughs> at that point. Yeah, huh? it was just regular aggressive. You can, you can go to hell because there was a there was a microwave in the front office, but the front office ke- people kept sending him down to our room because they didn't want to smell it. It's like, <laughs> wait a minute, <laughs> go, go down to where we keep the nerds. It's like, no, I'm not going to be subjected to that. Go subject the nerds to that. The basement dwellers—that's their kind of thing, anyway. All right, so we've got we got fish and broccoli, uh, which are two no goes. Uh, what is uh, what is something else that you have found particularly offensive? Uh, let's see. In general, you know, anything that's heavily spiced, and and the thing is, heavily spiced can go two ways. Like sometimes someone is right. making leftovers, and everybody is like, "Oh, damn! What is that? That that smells good." But then yeah. you know, it's just as likely that you're you're cooking, you know leftover lasagna or something and it's just like oh god that's that's reeking and it's reeking all the way across the yeah. office garlic specifically yeah garlic garlic has this kind of note of uh i don't know it just kind of clings to all the all the porous fabric in the room yeah and then there it is forever so yeah i would mm. definitely say uh broccoli <laughs> who eats that much broccoli nobody needs that much broccoli it's it's supposed to be good for you but it it could be a hazard to your health if you're cooking it in the uh, in the microwave at the office. We we've been kind of going on the heating element, but like, huh, heating element. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but just like people bringing in food, period. Like sometimes you you you'll go to like 
get someplace uh, just around the corner and bring it back. And all of a sudden, the whole office, like like a thousand square feet of office, smells like, you know, gross oil and, you know, hush puppies. <laughs> yeah. Like, even without, you know, having to heat them at the office, those are offensive enough. And And here's the thing. Being a fat guy, it's not just... It's not just the terrible smelling food that's that's a problem. Because if I'm on a diet, which, you know, I almost always am, and you bring in, like, the best smelling pizza ever. Yep. I hate you. Yep. Maybe you're not a bad person, but I hate you for not knowing about my personal struggles and, and catering specifically to my... Uh, my neurosis about good smelling food. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know anybody else's journey. <laughs> well, maybe it's just you know. I think for office etiquette, just anything that's got a uh, a smell to it Pungency. that you can detect from like more than five feet away. <laughs> I think that's just um, yeah. That, uh, you know that that's just no go. I I agree. And that or everybody has to eat mashed potatoes. <laughs> Which I mean. Don't get me wrong. I'm uh, I'm all for mashed potatoes. Food in the office actually segues into an audience question if you wanted to run in that direction. Yeah, let's do it. All right, this one was sent in by BRG, um, and they say, in videos from various online content companies, there's always <laughs> an office kitchen, uh, in quotes, set with free snacks. Is this really a thing that offices do? Yeah, I mean... I think it really depends on, you know, what industry you're in, things like that. Uh, I've worked at a couple where they had, like, these really nice uh, office kitchens, kitchenettes. Um, and, they, you know, like, they had, like, fresh fresh fruit stocked and things like that. And they had all-you-could-drink soft drinks and things like that. Um, I mean, some of them are, can be pretty nice. Um, but then, then I've had some that basically, uh, a dorm room kitchenette would put them to shame. Uh, I know that you worked at, uh, the same company for a while. Like what, what was their kitchen situation? The kitchen situation there? I mean, it was, well, here's the thing about working in advertising. (laughs) Sometimes things are good. And then sometimes things are not good. So one of the ways that you can tell whether things are good or things are not good is, like, when things were good, we would have just, like, bowls of fruit set out all over the place for people to snack on and, like, <laughs> free soda and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, like, a kegerator filled with beer, that kind of stuff. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so th- this must have been the, the feast part of the cycle. Yeah, the feast part of the cycle. But then sometimes you'd get to the famine part of the cycle and, mm. you know, suddenly all that fruit disappears. Suddenly all the soda disappears. <laughs> yeah. The kegerator has been, you know, quietly moved somewhere else and is no longer plugged in and that kind of thing. So it can go both ways. I will say that I've seen this the most um, in advertising media and software. Yeah, definitely. Um, although I will say, you know, fruit, free drinks, all that jazz, that's kind of the, kind of a running thing. Like, a lot of companies are, are tossing that out as uh, things to draw in some younger folks. Yeah. But the thing is, like, most of these places also have kitchens, like full-blown kitchens. Uh, like, the place where I worked, it had a stove, it had an oven. 
uh, it had two or three microwaves that got those got used. But like it had the full blown kitchen. It had a blender. It had a blender for God's sake. Uh, I haven't had a blender in any of mine. But no, nobody used them. Like they probably and these were like all stainless steel appliances. Uh, so they spent like between like the the you know the stove and the oven, whatever fancy schmancy blender you can get. Uh, spent like two grand on these appliances that literally nobody used except for to to set catered food on. Right. Like, that is literally all they ever got used for. <laughs> Look at this stove; it's really nice. And I opened up a pizza box on top of it. So here's the thing, like I think you touched on it a little bit, but the reason they do this is so that people are more likely to stay at work. Like if you've got food, absolutely that that you can just have there, then you know you don't notice that you're there for ten, twelve, fourteen hours, and and then the right. expectation becomes that you're going to be at the office for ten, twelve hours every single workday. Right, and so you have like you know after work you have like like maybe like a beer social or something like that where they bring, you know, a few uh, nice-ish bottles. Like you're not going with like super fancy beer, but like you're not bringing out the natty lights. <laughs> uh, and, you know, everybody kind of drinks for a couple hours and then it's like, oh, look at that. It's time for the deployment. And then, <laughs> then you know, so it's like 7.30 and, you know, you spent two hours like chilling at work uh, between, you know, you could have gone and done something else, but instead you stayed at work and drank, you know, a limited amount of free beer and socialized. Oh, I, it's wasted your time. I've, I've done My that. God. Like as a manager, I, you know, if I've, if I've got a, uh, a deployment that's going out or something like that, then yeah, I've gone out. I've literally pushed the beer cart around with, uh, and, it was like the, uh, that the employee happiness index cart. Uh, was written right. on the side of it, and I was I was wheeling it around like. So what what all did it have on it? I mean, it had it had various types of beers, but I I figured out you know what the what the kinds of beers were that the uh, the various people drank, and I would I would literally go out and grab you know sixers uh, of stuff you know for some people I've got uh, you know the really expensive grab beers and and some you know folks yeah. are drinking uh, hard cider or whatever. Some. Some Drambu. Exactly. You know, really good stuff. <laughs> and then I'd come back and I've got it on ice and I, I literally in a cart and I was wheeling it around, passing it out because, you know, I, I needed these guys to be there until <laughs> 7 or 8 p.m. to get, you know, this last push out the door. Right. So I, I've done I it. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, I'm the devil. And, you know, uh, you know, whenever uh, when I was getting into the industry, like I had heard about Google and about their offices and how everybody aspired to be Google. Um, and then I learned about like the pods that they have, like the sleep pods. Oh yeah. Uh, and at first I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. You can totally just like go take a nap. And I was, I was pretty excited for a couple of years until I got into the industry and started working. And then I realized, Oh my God, this is so that they, this is so that you don't go home. <laughs> like, yes. You literally like, Yo, you you take a four hour nap, you do your deployment, you sleep, you take another four hour nap, and then you're back at work for a full day. It's like maybe that's not what they use it for all the time, but like the only people that are going to use those things are the people that are sleep de- sleep deprived because 
they've been expected to do too much work. Exactly. And that that startles me. Oh yeah, yeah, cuz I mean, once your once your salary, it doesn't matter if you work, you know, 40 hours or 60 hours, you're getting paid the same. So if if we can right. get you to stay in the office an extra 5, 10 hours a week, you know, that's that's worth it. That's, you know, that's money. All right. So, uh I want to get into an issue from the internet. All right. I can't read the username, so we're gonna we're, we're not gonna give them a, a name. Rick. Uh, Rick. There we go. Uh, Rick says, "What, if anything, do I do about toilet wankers at work?" <laughs> <laughs> this is changed. So I moved. So I moved to a new smaller team of eight guys a few months ago, and apart from being in a cramped smaller space and a horrible part of the building, it was fine. They're good guys, if a little laddish. Uh, so apparently they're British. Um, I'm a bit confused about something that I think might be going on there, though. The toilets off the office are really only used by our team, and a few days after starting down there, I was using them for their intended purposes, a.k.a. shitting. Uh, and I heard <laughs> shuffling from the adjacent oh, cubicle. Oh, no. <laughs> I ignored it, but it became increasingly obvious one of the guys was masturbating in there. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I found it sort of funny at the time because when I hear men masturbating less than three feet from me, it's very funny. Yep. Welcome um, back to the Cubcast. <laughs> uh, at the time, but said nothing. Anyway, it kept happening. I'd be using the toilet and shuffle, shuffle, shuffle <laughs> from the next cubicle. Not every day, but often enough if I use the toilet, I hear that. I don't particularly care. I'm no prude. Just... They felt like they had to throw that out there in case you thought the problem was just the masturbation. Yeah, like, oh no, uh, <laughs> so prudish. Look at, look at Rick over here, doesn't like people jerking it in the office. Don't mind, don't mind me, just office wanking over here. Uh, but this past week, I was in the middle cubicle. Oh God, oh. So getting double teamed. Uh, in the middle, middle cubicle, when I realized it's coming from both sides, <laughs> and it wasn't subtle... <laughs> So I nearly drop a lung <laughs> to hurry up. Oh, oh that is far too evocative. Uh, oh. Drop a lung to hurry oh, up. Oh, no. Oh, that's that's a hideous turn of phrase. Um, and get out of there. I knew who it was, as there were only two guys missing <laughs> from their desks. <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> and then looking slightly flushed oh. to each return. Oh, no. Even let out a satisfied sigh oh. and lit up a cigarette. No, that didn't. Okay. Uh, when he sat down, it's getting quite brazen at this point, and so I suspect they're all openly masturbating in the toilets, and I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. I think they want me to acknowledge it. Oh, uh, what? what? I did not read that part. I think they want me to acknowledge it and mention that I don't care, but I find it super embarrassing. Oh my god. No. I hope that's a bad read. No. Because, like, look, if people were, were whacking it near me and, uh, you know, I, I heard them, like, unless they were making eye contact <laughs> with me while they were doing it, I would have no no notion that they would want me to, to say anything about it whatsoever. Oh. Uh, no, like, this is just that in the office, you don't pull a Louis C.K. Like, that is... <laughs> Even oh, that's that's top. Even before oh. then, you know, it was not right. Uh, now we've got you know a whole new term to use for it. But fuck me, no. 
Oh, I I don't I did not know this is a thing a kind of working culture I've managed to remain oblivious to. Maybe I should just leave them to it. <laughs> well, this is not a working yes, culture. Yes, you certainly should. This is, this is something completely <laughs> <You> different. <laughs> Maybe I should leave them to it without comment and pretend it isn't obvious. Like if if they were to come out of those uh, the cubicles, you can't say if they were to come when we're talking about. Oh jeez! Oh god! I'm sorry. <laughs> But if, if they were to if they were to show up and they were wearing like some sort of cult regalia where you know they were like we've been wanting you to recognize for weeks now, Rick, that uh, that we are worshiping the Dark Lord in the in the bathroom, I would be like, that is oh, the thank worst God. euphemism for masturbating oh, I've ever heard. Holy shit! I thought you guys were jerking in there the whole time. I didn't realize that it was just like oh, some light devil worship. This is. All right, I feel much better now. <laughs> it's like finding out that it was devil worship actually made it better. Like, made it a better work culture. Oh, yeah, no, I would be far <laughs> more comfortable in that up. office. Like, oh, all right, okay, you guys are, uh, yeah, see, hmm, I'm sorry. I, uh, I don't know where my mind was, but that was the first place <laughs> I went to. But, oh, my God. Uh, sorry, guys. This one's on me. Uh, didn't I wasn't quite up on my knowledge of uh, you know ancient incantations, um, but you know what? This is twenty. This is twenty seventeen, and at this point, uh, I can be cool with it. That's fine. But yeah, no. If but it no. if it's office wankers, then no, we 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 cannot have that. But like, how do you? Oh, this one. There's so much to unpack because. A, they're doing it, which is awful. Uh, B, they're not really being um, clandestine about it. Like they're they're being. Uh, God, how do you how do you yeah, what are you doing to make a shuffling sound? <laughs> like obviously, no. I know the mechanics. I'm just curious about like. Do you have really dry skin? Yeah, like, like, are what, you really what are you going doing? to town that you're like, <laughs> your feet are just like jerking across the floor or something? Right. <laughs> I mean, my God. Uh, and like, you know, th- then the notion that somebody else would want you to comment on it. Like, wh- what would possess you? Like, I don't know. This is not something I've encountered. Thank God. Yeah, no. Uh, I have never been doing my, my duty and uh, and heard a rigorous shuffling uh, <laughs> oh, from the next no. stall. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe, like, pass him... <laughs> pass him a dirty him magazine. Something I don't know. What are, you, right? what are you supposed to... No, I mean, that is just I mean, a... That is, you know, that is a, a, a no. You have to, if you're going to have that conversation, and it sounds like you have to if they're escalating. You know, <laughs> oh if it was, because at the beginning of it, oh. they're like, you know, every couple of days, and now it's like, I am flanked by double wankers. <laughs> no, see, see, here's the problem. You're, you're talking about escalation. What's the next step? I, I, How, c- they, they, they're, 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 Two ta- they're tag team wanking this guy. And, oh, no, wait, that's, that's, okay, that's, that's a completely different one. Although I might be leading in that direction. Like, I'm wondering. That, that's the thing. Like, what in the world is next? Like, if they're getting brazen enough to just, you know, do it in doubles, 
and then like come back and like just sit down and go, oh man, <laughs> what a day! This that is... was nice. Oh, it's good. That was nice. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is I was joking about it being some sort of weird cult, but maybe it's a weird <laughs> cult in the other direction. Like maybe they're wanting this guy to join, uh, you know, their, their very weird orgy cult or something at the office. They're like, oh shit, there's a new guy. We're going to have to stop having, you know, these rampant orgies in the office. See, well, well, see, that's the thing is that, like, I think that's also kind of a, a category that you need to place on this, like, is it a sex cult or is it like just like a regular devil worship cult? Because like, you know, summoning demons in the bathroom, while I think the space could be a concern, really not you know something that other people need to be involved right. in. But like a sex orgy cult, like that's something that that elicits team participation. So that's I'm a little worried about that. Yeah, like, maybe we can't just say like any cult. Maybe it has to be a non-sex-based cult. Yeah, I think okay. I think uh, cults that involve any sort of uh, sexual rights are are not uh, are not good office cults. I think I think I can firmly place that one in the ground. I'm willing to put uh, a marker in the sand, as it were, and say that uh, that no one needs sex-based cults in the office. Uh, the the next one up from there, you know, sort of like worshiping uh, ancient and unspeakable deities uh, in the restroom. A little right. more allowable, but still not not necessarily the, the something you should be doing during not, business hours. Right, and and the, the question is like, are you attempting to summon them or just like passing them a little note? Like, are you just giving them a little? Loving that demon, or our, which I guess that could be a horrible. Uh, I was gonna say <laughs> we're back. We're back to the other one again. Yeah, um, but no, I, I think that as long as you're not like you know summoning the demon into the restroom, uh, which I guess that could that could be like a poop joke, maybe <laughs> summoning the demon. Um, wow, there's a lot of material here. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if, if if it's just your religious practice, then everyone is, uh, you know, everyone, as long as they're not infringing on others, uh, should be and are allowed to you know, practice their religion as they will, even if I guess that involves some sort of communing um, with dark forces <laughs> in the restroom. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, as long as, as long as, like I said, none, as long as they are not summoned uh, to cause harm to this uh, mortal plane or something like that. Um, which, if they were going to, like, I think that, I think that, you know, Elder God would be kind of pissed if you summoned them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right after you, you drop the deuce, <laughs> just like summon Satan. He's like, D- dude, you didn't even flush before I got here. Who has what summoned me? Wait, what? Oh, dude. Grody. Grody. <laughs> Steven, this is the third time this week. You have got to flush before you summon me. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. oh, but no, no, yeah. Even if, if I don't know how to fix this, I, like get a new job, man. Like, I mean, another thing, like you know, I, I don't. Maybe I don't even understand the mechanics of this because the thing is, like, if I were to you know, want to, um you know, rub one out at work. Aww. I mean, where, where do you, where do you put the candles? <laughs> uh, 
where's the room for the boom box? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. And and really like the 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 acoustics of the room would be terrible f- for the slow jams. So I mean, how can you possibly, you know, a- accomplish the task without the environment set up the right way? Exactly. I just don't understand it. Yeah, no. I mean, it's just not it's not a conducive environment um in the first place, but I I guess some people are really dedicated, but Again, just out of the <laughs> office, and I've never gotten people who are like, yeah, this stall in the public restroom, <laughs> this is making me hot and bothered. Like, <laughs> no, just, oh God, no. I mean, I have been hot and and bothered while in a stall, but not necessarily in the... Uh, the colloquial way. <laughs> yeah, this uh, is a music festival. A, right. <laughs> God, most of my hot and bothered in the uh in the the, the has to do with uh some visit to Taco Bell or something like that. <laughs> um No, but I Yeah, this one is one of those ones where uh you just got to, to look at it to a pre not look at it. No. Uh to observe not observe um to appreciate that it's happening and just just know that if you if you want to if you want to keep the job you're just gonna have to play it cool but i don't know if i'd if i'd need that job that much yeah i don't know man because uh, as as we said like it sounds like there's escalation if if, if there's escalation <laughs> involved if you're using the word escalation in this right it is definitely time to look for a new job. Like, you know, uh, cultural fit is definitely important when it comes and, and, to employment. And our culture and if the, is open door, double team yeah. installs. I mean, if, like, it's, if the company culture is, all right, so, you know, here's the, the coffee maker. Uh, all the stuff for making coffee is in the drawer underneath. <laughs> Uh, here's the restroom. Uh, everyone, you know, usually goes in there and really rubs one out at least once or twice a day. Uh, feel comfortable. Like that's some shit that you need to get out up front. That is that's sh- that should be in the interview. Like that is in the onboarding. Packet. Yeah, that is definitely in the onboarding packet. Like company benefits. Here's my insurance. Ah, oh, jerking off uh, every day. Okay, uh, that's that's. Hmm. I don't know if I'm going to accept oh. this offer. Oh my god! Yeah, any any office where you have to refer, refer to the bathroom as the spank tank, <laughs> oh, not no. not one that I would uh, consider spending too much time in. Yeah, I don't I don't even oh want to join the the office you know softball team. Uh, <laughs> oh god! Oh god! Because then in the the locker room, it's the same thing, but with less walls. Oh. <laughs> Oh God, that is that is horrifying. Yeah, save save me from this hell, Frank. Oh well, the only thing I can think to save us from this hell is to to tell this individual to definitely get a new job. Uh, <laughs> and then I oh. think there's, yeah, this is this is just a uh, a quit. Uh, no, you you don't need that job. There's there's other things, man. I just. You're gonna you're gonna end up in a freaky sex cult. If your has got to rub it, you must acquit. Yeah, like you're just gonna end up in a freaky sex cult if you stay there. That's that's how it goes. Now, if you're if you're down for freaky sex cult, I'm not judging. I mean, we said this is a judgment free zone. 
<laughs> if you if you are part of a freaky sex cult, don't uh, you know? Don't call in all upset. But right. uh, again, that's something that you you sort of put in uh, the onboarding packet uh, that you know this is a freaky sex cult. Uh, Frank, remind me after we're done. Uh, I have a startup to pitch to you. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, we may have to workshop. Okay, it. we might need to workshop <laughs> it a little bit. So I think if if you have questions and you're one of the new listeners, uh, please send your questions on workplace or lifestyle issues to questions at wlicast.com. And uh, we will definitely address them on air. Uh, not that we will give you any decent advice please uh <laughs> if it's another masturbation related one please consult your human resources specialist don't i wouldn't necessarily ask us yeah uh, especially if uh if it's a time sensitive issue yeah no that's definitely that's <laughs> definitely go to hr and with that i think we're going to have to transfer you <laughs>